0: On today's episode, we're joined by Nick Shackleford to talk about App Tracking Transparency, the iOS 14 update and its impact on Facebook ads media buying. If you're into Facebook ads media buying, this episode is one you do not want to miss, so do stay tuned. I'm Kunday Campbell, the host, and on today's episode, we had to record this. I recorded this on Friday, um, 8th January 2021, uh, and that's because... There's a major update um, about to unfold on the 15th of January, which would be exactly one week from the date of recording this episode on iOS devices, particularly aiming um, or taking aim at Facebook, the Facebook app, and all. All that is around the Facebook app. So, I mean, um, if you're an advertiser um, using the Facebook app or Instagram app to drive traffic to your website, to your e commerce store, you will. Be affected So I have Or oh, I had um, Nick This conversation With Nick Shackleford um, Who was with us um, Seven months ago On an episode Seven months ago Which is One of the most popular I think it was The most downloaded Episode um, For For um, for, for for 2020 and um, no doubt the most watched episode on our on our youtube channel basically um for those who don't know nick he's the co-founder of structured social um and he is also um he also runs constant creative and geek out education basically he is a world-class facebook ads media buyer um, and um, you may have come across him on Founder, um, you know Founder F O U N D R Founder dot He runs um, their Facebook advertising training program on there. But besides the point, um, this we're facing an existential crisis. Um, Right now as advertisers, because a, a ton of data is about to be taken away from us, especially to people who run, you know, um, who, who, pretty much run adverts targeted at ios um you know users which is which would be you know about 60 percent of of most um in most accounts so if i had um nick come to talk around his pdf which i'm going to link in the show notes he put together a dossier um it's a 30 page dossier around the background what exactly is about to happen um, based on the information we know so far and what to do and essentially, if you listen to this podcast, um, you can skim through that PDF, which he's produced, which I'm going to link to the show notes. And he has other references. He mentioned Andrew Foxwell, um, a, a guide he's put together and a few other resources, which I would definitely link in in this um we talk about attribution we talk about um what media buying would look like from the 15th um you know what you'd have access to audiences you'd have access to events or you know custom events custom audiences you'd have you know access to events you'd be able to build out um, and report um, everything's going to be really restricted essentially so Will, this, this is a really, really special. Um, it's a really, really special one. Um, and yeah, I think I jumped into the webinar, um, run by Facebook, um, the day before. I think it was on the 7th of January. And, um, they talked about the fact that, um, moving forward, advertising will be restrictive, aggregative, so not granular, and also delayed. And that has, you know, has a crazy, crazy impact on media buying as we know it. So the days of being able to scale a campaign in real time to, to increase your budget in real time, you know, um, as you get data are pretty much over because data from your account will be delayed. Um, so... My thoughts about all of this before I get you to listen to this episode, um, to this interview, is that um, we're going to be running a lot, a lot of um, more interviews as we get to know more. I think when we start to experience what the new Facebook advertising platform is like, I will continue to get experts on the show to shed some more light, you know, in this situation. It might be a situation in which we have a reg- regular Thursday schedule of podcasts and then I drop these Facebook ads related, um, you know, um, podcasts on an ad hoc basis or on a particular day of the month while we write this storm. Let's see how things unfold. This is Nick Shackleford talking about the implications of the, of the Apple app track and transparency prompt that's going to be live on the 15th of January. Enjoy this one. What do sophisticated direct-to-consumer brands like ColourPop, Hawkberry and Custom Ink have in common? Well, they rely on Klaviyo, the growth marketing platform that powers over 25,000 online businesses. Klaviyo is supported by a dedicated team of experts, and it is a platform that processes and consumes more data than any other in the market. Klaviyo helps you own customer experience and grow high-value customer relationships. Right from shoppers' first impressions to each subsequent purchase, Clavio will understand every single customer interaction and empowers brands to create more personalized marketing moments. When you have a 360 view on customers, the growth possibilities are endless. Visit Clavio.com forward slash 2x to get Klaviyo's holiday planning guide. Remember, that is Clavio.com forward slash 2x. Remember to head over to Rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X eCommerce podcast for a full month trial. Hi guys, hi guys, hi guys. Welcome to the 2X eCommerce podcast show. This episode is a special one. It's impromptu. I saw it coming um, and I just had to make it happen. Um, if you're not aware already, um, there's a lot coming in the Facebook media advertising space, media buying advertising space, as well as ad tech. There's an existential crisis. Um, There's probably um, light at the end of this tunnel we're about to to go into. You will be listening to this before the 15th of um, January um, when Facebook will officially start to put the ATT prompt. Now, this ATT prompt, we're going to talk about it. It's going to change media buying for life, um, for, for a while, right? Um, and it's going to affect all iOS um, 14 um, devices, which are a significant chunk of, um, of all devices. Yeah, so without further ado, I'd like to welcome for the second time
2: um, to the show, Nick Shackelford. Welcome, Nick. How are you doing, bro? Um, I'm, I'm, I've could been better. I wanted to start off 2021 without um, any any rem- resemblance of what happened in 2020, and it feels like I am in the. Well, a great friend of mine said, like I feel as though we've been playing the same CD of 2020, and we just flipped yeah. it over, and now it's just continuing on in 2020.
0: Yeah. it's it's a part two. Um, hopefully, yeah. this just runs through Q1, and then Q2 just you know turns around. That's that's my hope. Touchwood, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so where, where where do we start? Um, where you you put together a a, a well rounded um you know um, PDF. It was it was in, in my opinion like a dossier. It was a guide as to why this is happening, um, yeah. the app tracking transparency ATT. We're going to call it ATT moving forward. Um, and um, what to do about it essentially? Um, moving forward. Yeah. So. ATT, um should we kick off with what this is all about? You know, the, the app, you know, tracking transparency. Let's start off with, with what it's about and then we'll, we'll move on to, to, to big context as to why Apple is headed this direction and how it's going to affect ad tech in general.
2: Absolutely. I think I want to back up real quick just to let everybody know why why I care about this, why you care about this. Obviously, this is 2x e-commerce, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking. E-commerce specifically. And a lot of this update is, is around uh, the Apple, the app developing world. I don't play in that world. I am through and through an e-commerce uh, gentleman. And that's where my life has been. That's where my life will continue to be, uh, at least in the near future. And why this, this is such an important thing to talk about is because we power a hundred plus brands, right? Like my goal is to continue to power in. And to provide revenue for brands, we aren't a branding team. We aren't a. We aren't anything other than we partner together because we know how to make people money. That's it, right? We've been doing it for a very long time. So when when we get news, and it isn't like we didn't know this was coming, right? There's been all the way back from from iOS 10 to iOS 11 when Safari first introduced um, the ability to opt out of tracking. Right? This has been Apple's been. They've been sending flares. And Facebook and the other platforms, and I don't want it to, I know majority of this talk will be stuck on Facebook. And the only reason why that is, is because they're the big, they're the big brother in the room. So they're gonna take a lot of the brunt of it. They had the Cambridge Analytica discussions, they've had these these tracking and privacy issues more publicly than all the other platforms. Why this is happening is because at its core, Apple's fundamental business is based upon selling hardware and devices. Every other platform that we're using, that we love, that we are making our money on, that we are, for lack of a better term, profiting off of, we are the product. They need to sell ads and we have to buy them so that that brand, sorry, that platform can make their money. There's nothing free. If it's free, then you're the dad, right? So, so when when you look at that and they, they power each other, right? And I use this example in the document, I, I know we'll share it and we'll link into it, but that the, the devices, the iPhone, the, the the Androids, like that tool is used and that scratches the back of Instagram and Facebook because using those tools, we're able to create content to use those apps and vice versa. The more I get to by that device because it might take a great picture is because I wanna use uh, Instagram or I wanna type better because I'm gonna buy an iPad, right? There's there's a lot of these integrations that these, that these people cannot hate. And I use the example of Apple, and Facebook are like divorced parents and their child is billions of dollars of revenue that they have to share. Right. So when, when we look in that context, it it paints this dialogue of, Hey, I, I really don't like you It's a bad relationship, but guess what? I really love my child. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to try and play nice. And right now, the move that just happened is as if Apple completely disrespect or not, I don't want to say disrespected because that's, that at their core, they want to protect users. That's We can all agree that's what we want. I want that. I want to protect my users. I want to protect my data. I want to protect all this. But what we forget is that the ecosystem of paid advertising dollars that power this world, not just online, but on billboards and another These provide opportunities and jobs and really keeps the economy going. I implore you guys to look at Muted. So Nick, in in the
0: app space, that there's an ecosystem of free apps, and there's the you know there's another ecosystem of paid apps. You know it's 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 written enshrined that if you pay, you don't get ads, and if it's free, you you you'll be monetized in some way, shape, or form. So yeah. what is Apple's gripe here? It just doesn't make you know sense with, with this prompt to opt in and opt out. That means a livelihood of many apps that are free um, is pretty much decimated. And it yeah. means that essentially um, what happens to the free space, you know, to, to free apps in, in the Apple space? They're, 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 they're squeezing a good number. Are there more free apps, I would think, in the app store, then they're paid. So so, oh, so, so, it it really, really doesn't make any sense. And for those who try to make sense of this conversation, really, this prompt will will ask users to opt in or opt out for like app, app, app platforms, you know, pretty much apps to collect and share data, you know, and, and use it, you know, for 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 anything for for like remarketing and retargeting. A lot of these apps. You know, share and exchange data with Facebook, so we get more
2: relevant ads when we're on Facebook or Instagram. We're, we're spoiled, right? In the e-commerce world, we have a we've worked with a, a handful of very successful apps in the past, and when we're in communication with them, the they are collecting billions of data points. The more you spend, the more that's coming in. They're not even yes, they want to understand who's downloading and who's using their platform. If you're free, you're most likely selling something internally, which means you're collecting. Um, some sort of cash there. Facebook's still going to get. Uh, sorry, uh, Apple's still getting thirty percent of that. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, don't look any further than what had happened with Fortnite and Apple. Perfect exactly. example. They Fortnite the the team that's behind that said we don't want to give that cut up. We want to make our own currency. And we don't want to share that with Apple. <laughs> Apple was understood. You, you're you're going to continue to pay me my thirty percent. Fortnite says no thank you. Apple says okay let's go to court. Fortnite is still no longer... You can you can have the older versions, but you're not going to get the newest updates of Fortnite, which in a team like that, where they're constantly building ecosystems and worlds that need to be updated consistently, yeah. that is a massive knock to them. And what Apple was able to do was not just take that app and go down. They went to their, the parent company that's developing on Apple's developer tools and go, you don't want to play with us? You no longer can use our ecosystem and our tools.
0: Hmm. So
2: what do you think... Apple will do
0: next, um, an ad network, because they, they had an ad network, which I believe failed. Or do you think they'll license this data out, which would go against their entire, we're protecting the pri- uh, privacy, we're, we're, we're privacy
2: gatekeepers narrative? No, this is this is something that we discussed yesterday. And we are, um, I know you are in Clubhouse. I know I am yeah. um, really taking the liking of Clubhouse. It's I an do- amazing platform. Oh, and I, and right I know now. more people are like, how do I get an invite? I don't know how to get an invite. We only get three or four of these. So Time. what we got fortunate enough on is because we're, we're still trying to figure this out, right? If we're making a lot of our cash flow in this and there was an individual, his name was Alex. I won't give his last name. So nobody kind of goes and searches him. Mm-hmm. Right? Is is a, a tech reporter and he was fortunate enough. Um, because of oh, David Herman, great, great, uh, Facebook marketer, great marketer in general, good mm-hmm. thoughts, no, Very close yeah. friend, invited him to the chat. And I, and I explained, to him, I was like, Alex, you have right now multiple millions of dollars being spent a month and multiples of millions of dollars uh, generated for brands around this world right here. And this is that room. And we're sitting here, we're very concerned. We don't know what's going to happen. And the question got asked of like, what are they planning? Why is Apple wanting to do this? What's what's about to drop? Once you drop, that's the privacy ATT prompt. What's when's the next you going to drop? And a lot of the speculation from us as the marketers is going like, okay, you want to be an Amazon. You want to close off the you want to close off the ecosystem you want to start selling. You want to okay, okay, I'm cool. with That give me another platform I want to play. He he assured us as he went all the way up into Tim Cook in the interviews and said, "They don't know. They don't want that. They can they legally this is the Netscape-Microsoft uh, issue. That's a monopoly. Yep. They, can't, they can't take and build their own Apple. Now, again, could they do it? It's Apple. They're the most profitable company in this world right now. I think maybe Tesla's a little bit ahead of it, but they have a lot of cash. They reserves. have more cash than
0: Tesla, for sure.
2: They can afford to, to make a couple of mistakes and go to court. Let's, let's be honest on that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when when they fundamentally at the root of their of their company ethos is privacy over anything, privacy over profit, it's really hard for me to see them changing that or them not allowing or, or using data in some sort of way because it's not a part of the business model. The business model is tech, the business model is hardware. So if, I, if, 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 if people are saying, well, if they're gonna close this or they're gonna not allow this to happen, we free Apple has to advertise too. They have to get their information and they have to advertise as well on the platforms that you myself and the brands that we power and support have to play with as well. Yeah. They got deeper pockets. Totally understand that, but they, I don't think they even know what they want. And Alex was assuring us, he goes, this is coming directly from the privacy folks and there isn't, they, they, they threw down the gauntlet, they hit it, but they don't have a step to, they're like, how do we go back to advertising? What's the, what's their next promotional calendar or promotional moment right now after what they've just done? I don't know. Do you think Facebook,
0: rather than attack, um, you know, Apple in the papers, because they went in all the broadsheets, um, you know, yeah. um, do you think they should have gone on a campaign to educate the mass market, their users on what is to come to prompt them to, to opt in, to just turn the tide? Because Apple obviously is expecting a lot of people to opt out because of the language. If you look at the prompt, you know, the, the oh. language, allow Facebook to track your activity across other companies, apps, and websites. Here is addition. Here, in addition to other screens, Facebook can explain why users should allow tracking. The, the language seems to suggest people to just stop tracking. And also... Um, when you look at the layout, you know, so the first prompt there, the first button there is ask app not to track versus, you know, allow. And normally, you know, if you're trying to nudge people in, um, you'd probably just change the font or the background, you know, color of the button you're trying to get people to to, to press and they, they've put it up. So you, you just know that Apple is trying to put sure. Facebook, set Facebook up for, for failure here. So do you think Facebook should have done a better job before the 15? I think they have the whole of December and half of January to, to kind of prep the, the public.
2: I, I actually, I've put a lot of thought into this and I'm, I'm, I'm with you on this first on the, on the note of the terms and the words used in the actual message, track your activity, right? The general public, when they will hear the word track your activity, thinks that that person's sitting in a bush, looking at all the things you're doing. Yeah. Now, if it's, would you allow Facebook to create personalized advertisements of products and things that you're interested? In? Exactly, the a lot, a lot different, and that's what it is. That's what marketing is. Okay. When done correctly, it's providing information and a potential solution to a problem that you've been searching for. Yeah, that and so that already, I feel the same way about this. But you're right they they took the stance and. I don't support the... Yes, there's a lot of small SMB. There's a lot of SMBs, small, medium businesses um, that are going to be affected by this. And that Facebook saying like, this is who's going to be hurt. Everybody's going to pre- be hurt. And they wanted to pull on this, the, the newer individual coming here yeah. because that's the one that's going to be have, have the most fear instilled to them, right? Yeah. You and I have been around this for a while. CCPA, Brexit, Cal- like There's been a, these these attacks already and we're going to make changes on it, right? It, we don't have, I don't have a... I don't have anything other than to do than to solve this bad boy because this is my entire life. Yeah. So, so when, I, when I sit here and I go, Facebook's, even yesterday in the webinar, they didn't spend time on going, they, they, even, adre- they even admitted this. This is the largest webinar that they've ever done, ever attended to. Yeah, no shit, no. right? No shit. What they should have done is, by the way, let's talk about the things of why we want to do this and just start sending out literature of what's going to happen. What I, when I logged into my Facebook um, the other uh, the other day, when you logged into your ad accounts the other day, there was just one individual prompt that, to me, so I was so so upset. Before, and I'm going to pull it up real quick so I, I don't paraphrase because I think it's important to know the specific words that they're using. And it in it to me, and I've been in it. It incited me to feel disappointed. It it made me feel uh, confused. It made me feel a little bit. A little bit nervous because why would, why would you, there's a lot of people trying to figure this out buying courses and learning. Mm-hmm. And when Apple or when uh, Facebook prompts this specific word, and I'm gonna read verbatim, how Apple's changes may significantly limit your marketing efforts. Right. In June, Apple announced product and policy changes that will impact data sharing across iOS. Fine. The proposed changes will significantly inter- impact the way that you can run ads, measure performance, and engage your customers while all harming the growth of businesses and free internet. We believe that free ad supported businesses have been essential to the growth and vitality of the internet. And the personalization ads and user X privacy can coexist. We support proactive privacy measures and data transparency, but we don't agree with Apple's policies. As we continue to work on your behalf, we encourage you to share this information within your organization and develop a plan to address the disruption to your current marketing efforts.
0: Okay, what what is solution there? That how how do we work with stakeholders in in organisations to to do what you know? Um, I, I think the support the there's very limited support. I, 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 I there's a chap I, I I sort of checked out. He, he put out a tweet, and he he happens to be running a you know big agency. And he had said that, like, um, you know, Facebook had prepped them up since December and what is to happen. But that didn't really trickle. It didn't trickle down. It's like, you know, the people who just put their, their, you know, who who don't know what is happening, what is about to happen, and then they're just going to see a performance drop, sales going to drop. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, I'm with you. I don't want to complain. Go. I don't want to complain too much, but I'm, I'm really pissed
2: off. You know? Of course. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this, and, and that was Ke- Kevin made that post. And Kevin's Kevin, one of the, yeah. Kevin's got. A, he was a part of W he's, he's no longer with W now, but W okay. has. Yeah, yeah, W Yeah, yeah, it's him. him. Yeah, powers a lot of businesses. Right, they they they're in our same boat of, of mm-hmm. building and growing agents, of building and growing brands. Now you're sneaking on the path of what we just talked about. Yeah, you yeah. Have Facebook has the largest distribution platform network there is. Why are they not running ads themselves? themselves. Why are they not running ads? They're they're running ads to sell portal. That I don't want that. Don't sell hardware. You're not hardware. Don't sell hardware. Come in. Come over here. Spend your dollars for education for the mass public. While exactly.
0: You have they they did. You. They did mention yesterday that they're going to have a a pop up prompt, a pre prompt. So for I think they're able to put a pre prompt to. Allow users understand what is about to happen before the the Apple app pop up comes in. So the, the way it was explained yesterday is like the, the 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 prompts will come in. The the Facebook prompt will come into users and say um, you're about to be served the the app prompt, and you know they're going to say encourage people to, to 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 allow them, and then the the the, the Apple prompt will come in, but. We we don't have any visuals on that as yet.
2: No, and and this is the this is if you read a lot of literature, you cannot circumvent, you cannot circumvent the ATT. Right. You can that there's no workaround. You can do a pre prompt sure, but you still have to get them right into that. Uh, right into the ATT, you still have to answer them. Right.
0: Okay. So let's move into e commerce. You know, it's 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 our thing. Um, yep. What, how does this affect e-commerce? You know, they talks about events, reduction in cost of events, um, there, there's a ton. Let's talk about data collection, you know, which is often the first step um, we're targeting. So, so w- what? What? how is e-commerce affected
2: in, in all of this? At, at its fundamental, um, e- uh, the way that e-commerce is affected is the amount of conversion events that are going to be able to be tracked, yeah. okay? Now, they're claiming that only eight events will be tracked, which is actually more than, more than most stores need, okay? Page view, uh, add a card to checkout, purchase. I'm overgeneralizing. There, there might be some other things there. Can they're going yeah. to eliminate custom conversions altogether. And for those that are optimizing for value, value would be either uh, significantly reduced or taken away all, altogether. We're going to go in the specifics of things that are going to be taken and and, pretty much taken away. So for for our e-commerce brands, what they've identified is the the Facebook ID, the the IDFA, with the opt-in, opt-out, even if they are assuming that they're going to take the the pace in which they've opted out, which through the literature is that audience network saw a 50% drop-off in in user data for those that were served a prompt of do not get ads. 50% Deloitte launched their own search and they showed that 44% of all small businesses have begun to increase their ad spend and begun advertising on platforms. So if you have a mass opt-out, let's assume 20%, 30% because I want to be nice. And you have significant brands wanting to increase their ad spend because guess what they've had to do? They've closed all their doors. They don't have ways of generating revenue anymore like they used to, or or maybe their, their brick and mortar went down. So they had to go online. Before it was it was important to do that. Now, when you have um, specifically around the e-commerce space, most people aren't all using Shopify. They're working on their own conversion API, the CAPI. Which there's there's walkthroughs, and, and Andrew Foxwell has an unbelievable uh, walkthrough of how to do this. I implore everybody who's listening to go and I'll link and it. Check to that. it I'll,
0: link, I'll link. I'll link. it in the show notes for sure.
2: Thank you very thank you very much. And it's what what we're expecting is a a. Opening of a black hole, and here's what I want to go towards in that direction. If we're anticipating um, consistent opt-outs, because with the terminology and the general public not as privy to what's going on, uh, there are going to choose to no longer be tracked. If that's happening to all iOS users, and a couple action items, we'll talk through how to like judge or measure your, your tolerance of what needs to change or how quickly you need to make, make changes right now. Talk about that towards the end of solutions. Well, if you're going to have a large uh, audience group opting out consistently and what Facebook has claimed that even if you are opting out, you will get one event, which is the purchase event. Okay. How does how does getting one event from iOS users specifically, that which means it'll track all the purchases coming in now or as much as Facebook has, it's obviously not always accurate or perfect, but then all other desktop and Android users are going to track how, how are we going to track just iOS users for purchase and Android users are going to get initiate checkout, add to cart, et cetera. That data is going to be completely skewed unless you're having to open up every single campaign and judge what's working and how it's working. So when I'm sitting here and I'm trying to understand if, if there's going to be a mass opt out on specific iOS devices, where we all understand majority of revenue, majority of purchases are coming through mobile. We are in for a very, very interesting time of a how do we actually do some optimizations. Now, now let's talk a little bit more on what they've already alluded to, and these are the things that are are actually going to be starting to be taken away. Twenty eight day window, and I'm going to read specifically to what it's going to be, mm-hmm. so that I don't, I don't paraphrase here. Okay.
0: I the the restrictive, aggregative, and delayed data just got me, you know, um, in the whole busy which which is the 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 entire purpose of you know choosing an advertising platform at scale like Facebook. You know, um, just goes against and, and every every single.
2: And, and I want to I want to uh, highlight this. I know we're talking a lot about Facebook, but they're they're the main person that's that's coming out with information. Our Snapchat rep, our Pinterest rep, and our, and our uh, TikTok rep, they are saying, hey, we have updates and things are coming. They, their platform isn't as sophisticated and as nuanced and deep as Facebook. So that's why there's a lot of this focus here because these are really the only individual where they have a bulk of your revenue for most of the brands listening and most of the brands that you power if you're an agency. And if Facebook talks about, they're going to introduce the AEM, aggregated event measurement, which is going to offend fundamentally how I understand it, They've been collecting data for years and a lot of data points across the board. So they're gonna to have to build their own their own ecosystem of leveraging their AI to start filling in these holes of these iOS users yeah. and give them a little bit of a ways to make determination of should I continue to spend or should I not continue to spend? Wait.
0: Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Have you noticed that no matter how amazing a product might be, you can always tell when it's been sold on Shopify? So many merchants use the same themes, layouts and photography, making it easy to spot a Shopify store a mile away. If you're going to build a fast growing brand, then that should include using your website to continue that storytelling and give customers an experience that stands out. That's why Famous exists. Famous enables brands on Shopify to easily build beautiful landing pages and product pages that include custom video, animation, and more. Pages built on Famous are optimized for storytelling and selling on desktop and mobile. You can try it for free at famous.co/2x. That is famous.co/2x. The software allows you to build your pages in minutes without code, so you don't need a developer. You just need to want to build a better experience for your customers. Famous has worked in the past with many leading online retailers, including Honest, JustFab, and more. The product is built to allow any brand to make their website experience world-class in minutes. One last time to try Famous for free, visit famous.co. Forward slash two x. That is f a m o u s. -S. Co .co forward slash two x. Clavio is the e commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Messages. Today, more than fifty thousand brands like Living Proof, Proof, Hint, Hint and Choppies choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with the free trial at Clavio.com slash 2x. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash 2x. So do you think there'll be nudges and you know, suggestions on the performance of a campaign where Facebook actually uses AI to, to hint media buyers on what to do? given the fact that they're pretty much moving in the dark in many cases.
2: They would have to, similar, I, I, I imagine it's going to look similar to what the learning phase looks like, right. or it has still in learning. It might be like still an AEM, um, hmm. continue to opt in or continue to push forward, continue hmm. to spend or continue to... So that value. feedback from it, well, yeah, there has to be some sort of, yeah. Because when, when you look at, but then it leads into, okay, you're only going to get eight events tracked. That's that's not. I, I'm not too. I'm not too worried about that. That's okay with me. A lot of the way that we make decisions, at least on our team, and the way that we I, I teach those that are going to make decisions mm. are based upon earlier success metrics. Exactly. Cost per cart checkouts for stepping up the channel up the funnel.
0: Right. So, Back. So let let just let's break this down to to use a sorry sorry Nick. I just want to be very thorough here. So. so um come whenever the 18th or the 25th of january log into my account um i have a campaign um the 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 objective of that campaign is purchase um i have it set up in cbo right um i have like six ad sets in there um various targeting um what happens um can i still see my ad to cart events um, can I still see my initiate checkout events? Let's say I've chosen chosen those eight events. You know, view content, initiate checkout. Um, uh, what's it called? Add to cart and purchase. Um, would I see all of that? Um, and what about this delayed data, um, the aggregated data? How does where do the restrictions actually come? What would I see um, on my dashboard as compared to what I see now? How would it be restricted? Um, and um you know when they talk about like um event prioritization, does that mean that I would only see um, you know purchase events? Does that mean that um you know the the ad to set will be suppressed at um, a more granular level and when I go into my events manager, I could see all the events you know um, that Facebook is able to um, pick up based in in this you know new system. Do you want to sort of break down what you think will um, will be? will be coming yes. based on the information that we, we know for now.
2: I, I will, yeah. I think... So, again, we're, we we we're, I have to put the umbrella on... This is, again, continued speculation, right? Yeah. We've worked within Facebook for, for a very long time and there's days where things don't work and you're like, oh, they must be working on it. So... I, I envision that this is gonna continue on for the next month, two months, first quarter. Let's, let's assume this is a first quarter thing we're all gonna go walk through. Yeah. The how I understand it, the prioritization of the events is those that are leveraging or those that are trying to optimize for earlier events, view content, add to cart, initiate checkout, and your actual goal is purchase, that strategy will not work because the only goal that matters to you is purchase. That, that is the only goal. So if you have other optimizations across your your, your, your campaign other than conversion for specifically purchasing, I don't want to say just because I know there's other ways that other brands leverage. maybe they want leads or something. Whatever the end result is, the most valuable one to your business is the only event that that one user is going as they go through all of them, if they drop up at add to cart, guess what? That's it. They're, they're, you're only getting data up to add to cart. If they get to the final purchase, you will actually get the full view of that purchase if they right. opt it, if they allow for them yeah. to be tracked. If yeah. they aren't being tracked, and the purchase event does happen, that still will show the purchase, but you don't have any costs of how much it took more dollars to get to that purchase. But it would only show my events manager, rather than
0: my 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 ads, um, rather than an ad set or you know an ad. It would not attribute to an ad ad set or campaign. It would only show in the events.
2: Section, it, no, no. In your Ads Manager, it will still show you all the events that that consumer took through. So if they did view page. If they landed on home page, viewed, they viewed, the initiated the added to the cart. That purchase will show. It won't give you all the information. This is my speculation. Right, right. Any information across the right. earlier one? Okay,
0: okay.
2: So, so there is the there's, end, not not the path. To there the could, could yes. Okay, okay. There could be a there could be a view of a lot of purchases and nothing else in between. Right, right. That's right. why vision is happening
0: to us. So, 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 from a campaign management, you know, um, standpoint, if you're, you know, if if you know that um your cost per ad to cart is a certain two dollars, for instance, and you know that if it starts to verge towards four dollars, um, there's something wrong. You don't get those signals anymore because it's essentially only giving you the purchase, you know, um, the purchase event right. for the opt out, um, for for the opt out group of people. So, the well, moving forward, it all depends on the percentage of opt-outs and opt-ins. And do you think Facebook is going to give us that data?
2: So here's, here's my, I'm going to put my Tim boy hat on real quick. Remember you remember when Axiom was powering a lot of the behavioral and interest targeting? Yes. A little bit ago, okay? Facebook made a public stance after the whole Cambridge Analytica issue, and they made a public stance of, this is gone. This is no longer in. If you're using this information, you are no longer be able to get uh, availability uh, to it.
0: Yeah, Axiom, yeah.
2: The phone call that we had with our rep was very, very uh, was very, very drug-like, meaning uh, drug dealer-like. Meaning, hey, I know you were really loving those and leveraging those. Um, I'm so sorry that it's not there. Wink, <laughs> wink. I'm so sorry you can't use that anymore. Wink. So I, I, I hope, man. My I, this is again the tinfoil hat. If they're telling me that you're not going to get any of this information or data, but there's a way of finding it and getting it, listen. I've seen a lot of ads ran on there that should not be ran. I know CBD and and, and yeah. wish and text products, these things are still going through. Right there's there yeah. is a way quote to to unquote circumvent. So I do think in this world, Facebook is going to do all they can to to because they can't afford not to. We're their money? Where yeah. their money? So continue on with with what's going to happen. Okay. Even let's say, let's say we do get events or with events drop down, there's still a 72 hour cool down period before you're going to get updates of what had happened or what isn't happening. So the days of incrementally scaling and bumping budgets automatically with RevealBot or Facebook's tools, that in my mind is gone. So We we don't have that. The only way that you're going to get information is if you're using a, a click tracker or like a has offers or a yeah. get the file or, or a highest to see the path. What about UTMs? You know, wh- where does this put UTM tracking? So this is the, what I'm taking into is Google is updating their, their GTM like Google GTM tag manager supposedly has a solution for getting information and tracking all the way through. Now okay. what that means to Facebook's dynamic UTM that's created based upon ad account or sorry, campaigns ad sets and, and ads yeah I don't know if that goes away and we leverage that almost exclusively yeah. so UTM structures and, and strains for those if you're an affiliate or if you're if you're running that will and should be consistent practice yeah now I've, I've seen and I've seen rumors of Facebook's going to knock up at the UTM level um, and and or, or the data is not going to be passed back I can't find any legitimate okay. to this um, but if those in the audience are wanting to do research around Will UTMs continue to piece on I would love to, to to share with your audience or my audience
0: okay 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 because um, UTMs have been around like forever you know yeah. um, so it'll be it'll be yeah it's one to watch and then we'll also you know, you know explore the GTM thing you, you, you talked about really really good good um, helpful you know um, point there um okay so this let, let's let's get into this first party okay. cookie. Um, you know the the conversion API. What what for for those who don't know, what, what is first party? You know what's a first party cookie versus a third party cookie? we we've all been accustomed to, um, and how do you think it's it's going to change? You know things with the new landscape here with with a with with um,
2: So fundamentally, the pixel is a third party uh, tracker. Um, anything that lives on your website as I'll stop there. Facebook Pixel, um, Snapchat Pixel, those things placed on and acts as a container for, for tracking specific events on platform is a third-party tracker. First-party data is owning your own servers, a server-to-server communication on API direct communication that Shopify and Facebook has currently. Um, other platforms don't have that, to my knowledge just yet. I know they are continuing to build that, but the communication of... The pixel information from site to platform is what is going to be significantly affected because as us as users, we aren't able to, or Facebook is saying, even though they're able to track that, we can't use that or we can't, we can't randomize that. We can't leverage that for any sort of information passed back from the consumer. That's if they opt out, right? Yeah. So for first party information, it's anything that's happening on that. You own that on your website. Uh, and Facebook yeah. is, is able to advance match,
0: you know. Um, so no Kunle um, bought from, you know, Shopify site B by cross-referencing a few, you know, things like my email, my, my probably my, my, would it, for a first-party cookie, what other data points will Facebook have to identify me, Kunle, on on a website, you know, um, because it, it, in theory, cannot use its third-party cookie um, the third-party cookie installed on the Shopify site, in theory, um, through the pixel, that is, um, to identify me. So, so how would it exclusively use first-party cookies to identify me? Would it be my email address, my email ID, or um, some some other unique identifier? Sorry, it's all really geeky.
2: No, I'm 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 I want to try to explain this as as clear as possible because I'm not a I'm not a tech person, I'm not a data person, mm-hmm. from how I understand first-party data, it's data that's directly collected from your domain source. Mm-hmm. Uh, third-party data would be aggregated and and taken from platforms like Facebook, like Instagram, like Snapchat, to inform or, or to collect information. So anything on our own domain, our own server, is first-party data, which means I don't know outside of emails and text messages and, and information voluntarily given to the consumer or sorry, given to the brand or, or business. So, so of, I don't know anything outside of that, that yeah. wouldn't be called first party. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um,
0: well, the, the, the loads of like analytics platforms, um, like BI, business intelligence, retention, reporting platforms popping up on, on Shopify. And when you. Pretty much based on first-party data, but they're not able to to go granular. They don't know its Kune. They just know that um, you know. They just know the RFM. They can process the RFM analysis, for instance. They they know what average order value is. They they could look at um, you know a cohort of users and you know tell you what the CLV is. Um, through first-party data. I guess my question is, is is first-party data more aggregated in a way where individual data is anonymized and then it just gets, grabs all the data coming through, so it knows the number of purchases, it knows the number of add to cart. or does it go really granular as, you know, we we know what the pixel does. The pixel, you know, sort of cross-references, the fact that it knows that, you know, I'm logged into Facebook and I'm, you know, my browser, and um i'm on a site that has a pixel so it just matches that and says okay this is kunday's browse history essentially in some file and facebook service
2: it is it's it depends on what the information is stored third-party data stored on on another platform first-party data stored on your platform that information we have readily available which is again i i wish i was as smart as and i'm, I'm myself i'm doing as much research as i can because that's what I need to prepare for, right? I I need to prepare for does each brand or business need to start storing and keeping all this information and data, kind of like a CRM, mm-hmm. um, or 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 like a CRM, not kind of like literally like a CRM. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I know. Yeah. And I, I believe Trackify is is also you know um
0: integrating in in a way. Trackify for those who don't know is is, is a third party. It's it's an app on on Shopify. Okay. Um. So this really takes us to like is ROAS is Facebook going to make ROAS redundant, which is a massive, massive metric in digital advertising. Given all of this, because ROAS is going to drop.
2: Yeah, ROAS is good. It doesn't make it redundant. It can't make it redundant. Too many, too many, too many things are built off of this Um, and CPA. it, 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 It can't. It can't make it redundant. I don't see in a world that ROAS goes away because that is how that, I, I don't know. I, I, on that, that, that's a that's a that's a difficult question. I don't think we can afford to have ROAS go away, or else why would anybody use an advertising platform?
0: And what about marketing? What, what so so what metric moving forward? You know, should sort of marketers start to embrace given the lack of visibility coming forward? What, what should we start? you know, using essentially um, to, to, to to guide us and, you know, in this very wild storm ahead of us?
2: No, this is a great question. This is what we've been answering for for a while. We've I don't want to say like I had a crystal ball because I, I thought something like this would happen eventually. Uh, we used um, MER or, or s- well, simply put site-wide revenue, site-wide profitability, any dollar in or any dollar out on advertising or costs, whatever you want to bake into that, to your site-wide net or, or top-line revenue, whichever you are measuring against, which again, should, should be how everybody's measuring this, right? If, if Facebook is telling us they're getting rid of 28-day window of attribution, if you're building companies off of that large view, it needs to be shrunken all the way to that one day, that seven day, because nobody's ever gonna go broke optimizing for the shortest window click specifically yeah. and measuring how much money they have in at the end of the day after they've spent their dollars. Yeah. So when we, when we sit here and go like, what are solutions? Because I know we have to come to that point of like, what do we do next? This topic is, I think we have to do a part two or part three on this as more to okay. develop. But for, for tangible takeaways, for those that have sit with us through, through this back and forth of, of discussion and, and openness is we have to diversify. We have to diversify the platform. It's no longer what will Facebook do for me, but it's what will my collection of platforms I'm using to acquire customers do for me? Yeah. That's the first step. That's if you were over leveraged on a single platform. There's been a no better time than now to 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 change. There's been no better time now than to change. What, what's the really quickly, please? But what what
0: is the logic on choosing your next platform? If like Facebook was, you know, your your mothership essentially, or has been your single. Yeah. Platform?
2: Which is the truth. We, Facebook is our mothership. We are over leveraged on, on Facebook specifically. The next best thing that we went to is Snapchat. Why I'm choosing Snapchat is because the simplicity of the, the simplicity of the type of content that we've already made for stories or for Facebook lends itself beautifully to, to, to Snapchat. I believe the demographic is as close as possible to Facebook can kind of talk a little bit about Pinterest. Why I don't like Pinterest because of how long those attribution windows are, how difficult it is to, to get conversions going and how you have to view that. It's a little bit more primitive, not mm-hmm. saying Snapchat is much more sexy, but it is in the sense of what's next. Where do we go? We we're we going to Snapchat. We already have Snapchat running and we will continue to build, at least diversify some of our marketing dollars. But if you as a consumer are over leveraged on Facebook, my first step is what, what aligns with your demographic as close as possible, yeah. right? TikTok might not be the play. Pinterest might not be the play. Snapchat might not be the play. If it makes sense for the demographic that you're trying to sell to, that goes, we, we've been running Twitter ads for for I think a year and a half now, not not large scale, but we're, we're playing around with it because- I see you every day, mate. I see you every day. <laughs> we, we, we like that for, for booking a call for lead generation. Yeah. We, we, yeah. we really do like it. It's been profitable for us, especially with the, the ticket price that we're selling on there. Yeah. So. That is it. Now, then we go into the other things that uh, all brands should already be doing, which is emphasis on retention, right? This is this is something that we're already trying to build strategies around. How do we do lead first e-commerce? How do we prompt users to give me their email, give me their mess SMS first, so that we can then start selling with you on the end Micro conversions, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe so I mean, look at brands like Italian. Look at brands with a touch of modern that gate their website. How do you go into that website and already ask, like, Hey, give me your email. I'm going to give you some beautiful literature on like, why our brand exists and why you should be a part of that. That Those are approaches that we're looking towards because we got to get creative on this. Mm. I would tell you, if your revenue is less than 20% on your, your retention, SMS, or email, you could do more. There's yeah. more to be done. I'm, I'm having Chase, Chase DeMondon on, on the show um, pretty soon. <laughs> as, you, as you Chase is... Yeah. At, uh, a great love, like he's got. He teaches is. us. He loves it. He's an unbelievable teacher uh, in the space. Yeah,
0: I'm looking forward to, to that conversation we have. He's your partner, right? In in structured, structured social. Indeed. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, now we're destructed because we got to do more than just social. But yes, just social. Yeah, yeah. The last, the last part is we're focusing on content, and now. So those might be some, some affiliates out there. Or might be some teams out there. That if you remember back in the day, you, you, we're spoiled right now with what Facebook provides us in terms of visibility and tracking and updates and, and ideas. It used to just be, hey, I have one ad, really, really great copy, and I'm running to a page that is very congruent to what you just came from. So that mm-hmm. experience is all the way uh, consistent and congruent. That is content will never be a bad investment. A, a, a clear piece of content that is communicating why and where a consumer should be finding you or purchasing from you, that is where you should be investing. If you have any dollars where you're like, I don't know where I'm going to go right now, you you need to go find a solution, whether it's hiring in-house at a, des- a designer a creative director that understands to communicate your brand or, an, or some sort of platform like the one that, um, like Design Pickle or No Limit Creatives, brands that are able to make iterations because it's a mass volume testing play, especially as we need to find more things that work rather than going micro changes in platforms and campaigns. What, what do you think about like narrow product launches, narrow funnels
0: where you know um, as you said content, you build out a, a page for a particular product and then you know you, you pipe in you know Facebook in. so, so there's no
2: distortion more or less. Okay. Well, this is this is why I think there's going to be a rise of headless websites. Right, so there's going to be a rise of no navigation. There's going to be a I I click this yeah. and this Least is pages. Where, yeah, this is a. I'm not saying you go run to click funnels. It might be the easiest tool to use. Zipify, um, Shogun. These yeah. these platform builders, these yeah. page builders, is where we want to continue to go because yeah. that experience that we can control the whole thing. There 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 are tools. That are going to give you the idea and understanding of how far they went down, whether it's a hot jar, whether it's another tool that's tracking what the user is doing once they hit that site. That's where a lot of this focus is. Is CRO is once they get onto my place, how do I make sure I do my best out of it? Before, again, we're, we're, we've been spoiled. You yeah. can launch product and you can test it. the drop shippers of just running an ugly page may or may not be able to survive what's about to happen. Right, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes
0: sense. Makes sense. And if you continue to focus your attention on audiences, on people, you know, you get that product market fit at the top of the funnel. Um, with retention, um, you you kind of ride the storm and you use mirror marketing efficiency ratio as your north star. You know, you're you're really you're you're really doing big boy stuff. You're you're rising above all the more tactical um, things of the now past, I, I think.
2: It, that's that's where it is. We we are focusing on in our in the type of content we share. This is why we invested heavily, uh, almost at a loss in twenty nineteen and twenty on building a uh, iteration team and building a studio and hiring out. Is how do we get to the point where the models, the race, the gender, the size, the location, the the inclusion of product at what point. Of the We're optimizing before the video is even shot so that when we go back and analyze why do we think it's working and we start getting like, we have three uh, white individuals, two males, one female, then introduce product. Like we're trying to optimize so far away from touching platform first so that when we go back to analyze what's working and why it's working, I don't need my Facebook to tell me. I can look at the ad and I can look at the videos and be like, that's why it's working. That's why it worked. Here, exactly. Someone shared um, a guy, this guy's a
0: dropshipper, but this guy, did. it was crazy what he did. He was um, trying to sell like cabin um, wallets. And um, he'd known like a D2C brand that was selling you know the the cabin wallets for like a hundred bucks. And he found it on AliExpress for like $15, um, $15 or so, $10, I think. And then he went into that particular DTC brand. I don't know the name of I thing. It's called Cabin something. And he looked into the tagged, you know, you know, the IG tagged where like, you know, people, customers really tag, you know, um, your brand. Yeah. And then he found that, um, somebody tagged one of the most liked, liked photos there or, or post there from the tagged was, um, in front of a wrangler, a Jeep. So he create, he just put up creative on a Jeep. And um and, and the, the wallet he did something very similar put it up on Facebook and geez he was able to scale I, and I, as much as I don't really ascribe to to drop shipping I just found that you know that that hack you know that
2: reverse engineer that that was like genius that's the hacks Th- that's I don't even want to call that hack. that's just like having a foresight and understanding like mm-hmm. how to trackable way of doing this. And I did a talk in 2020, uh, 2021 outworld of building conversion content specifically. And this is a free thing. Don't, I'm not pushing anything. There's just go watch I've that got a link to it in the show notes. Okay. Then, then I know we're about to jump off and I want to give three things that people need to do okay. before this stuff happens. You need to go look at your attribution window one day, seven day, 20 day click only where the majority of your conversions happening here. Check your month over month changes. Okay. Inventory I, in January, February, March, April, whatever the month is for, for the year previously, 2019, however long you've been running, take an inventory of where your lift is. You, can, you might find out that, hey, I get majority of my purchases in the first window anyways. Uh, I'm not worried about losing 28 days. Take inventory of this. Second, you need to go into your device breakdown of where revenues, your cost per purchase, cost per checkout, all the metrics of your funnel per month, per device, for however long you've been live. This is going to give you this reservoir of information so that you can start to come like, okay, what happened in January 2019, 2020, is this how much revenue we had coming from uh, iOS and, and Android and, or desktop. Yeah. The, we have to start storing this information in a very clear and, and uh, mindful way. I will, I will provide not... I'll provide in about a week to two weeks once we get all of our data exported and understood how we're visualizing and how we're keeping things in line. So you'll have to back up for that. Okay, one. Would, would you, is is that
0: document a living document? You know, the, so do I share the link or the?
2: You, I will share. I will share. Would, it, would, you, would, would you update it? The, the the document you, you shared? Okay, all right, cool. Yes, yes it will. This, no, this will be a separate sheet that we'll yeah, have, okay. cool. give it back to the to the, your audience, of course. They've been okay. so, so kind Appreciate it. Appreciate it. The last thing is, I'll share another document of taking inventory of your ads. All the ads that are working or not working. Where? Why is it working? Is it my hook? Is it my product description? Is it? Is it UGC? Is it validation? This is just a simple sheet that we can look at as as non technical non technical analyzers uh, of performance, whether it's good or bad, just so we can start and look at trends. Because if you're not tracking or looking at what's happening on the creative side, even if it's an image versus video, there that is going to be where we all need to go. Moving away from the dedication or the reliance on what Facebook's providing us to us knowing like, oh, that is working because I talked about my product in the first two seconds and it's being held in in a hand. We're building that out. That's going to evolve. That's going to continue to get better. That's where everybody needs to go, brother. So, so yeah, makes sense, makes sense, makes sense. Um, Nick, thank
0: you so much. Um, just want to iterate your attribution windows um, start to understand which is more effective, um, whether it's a seven, whether it's a 28, just take an audit on your attribution you know, window. Second, device breakdown per per, per month, per, per device. And third, really look into what ads are working right now. Um, I can't thank you well, you know, <laughs> enough. Um, but, but yeah, um, this has been super helpful. I'm, I am actually feel better, you know, um, just listening to you, to having this conversation with you. Um, this would no doubt be the last conversation we're going to have around it. Um, you know, People can, um, you know, follow you on, on Twitter because you're, you're very, very active on there. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Nick. Thank you. I actually thought you that, Having you a second time will be on, on the different circumstances.
2: <laughs> it is what it is. Amen. Hey, we're here and, and we're, we're in this together. I want everybody to know that if, if someone's going to figure it out, it's going to be us putting our minds together. Bless you, brother. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you.